taped, delayed, and edited for your listening pleasure. This is Truth in Lending, the podcast for loan originators by loan originators. On today's show, you're going to find out everything you didn't want to know about your host. Learn about what's going on in the markets and why from experts in the mortgage industry and financial markets. All of this and so, so much more. Today is April 19th, 2022. And now your host of the Truth and Living podcast, Randy Vance and Katie Belcher. All right, let's do this disclaimer, shall we? What an introduction. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> Can we at least hear the music play out before we do the uh, disclaimer? Well, this is a nice little group. Fun. I love it. Yeah. Ooh, that's the best part. <laughs> okay, let's get this disclaimer business over with so we can get on with the show. Truth in Lending is an informative and industry-diverse podcast designed to help mortgage professionals and consumers alike. As mortgage professionals, anytime we are giving our opinion or advice related to the mortgage world, we are doing licensed activity, in which case we must disclose our unique identifiers. Randy Vance, NMLS 1455628, and Synergy One Lending, NMLS 1907235, Equal Housing Lender. Katie Pelcher, NMLS 1588514, Loan Depot, NMLS 1744457, Equal Housing Lender. Joey Kennedy, 7667. Is that your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what else to say. I don't have any fancy numbers. And that's our disclaimer. (laughs) welcome to the first episode uh before we really kind of get moving we got to talk about the one rule it's kind of like fight club but there's only one rule of truth and lending don't talk about truth and lending no no talk about it talk about it we want everyone there is no shameless self-promotion on truth and lending and if you self-promote plan on a little bit of shame (laughs) no self-promotion got it Got it. All right. We're here, obviously. Uh, Katie Pelcher's over here at Loan Depot, a competitor of mine. I don't even know how we're sharing the same air right now. <laughs> it's crazy. But somehow the cla- Look, my claws are staying in. This is this is the safe space we established. The, so. we, we did establish the safe space. Well, let's uh, let's kind of get this. Uh, let's get the show on the road. Let's get to know each other. Uh, you know. My hope is that you guys find something that you really like about the show, or at least something that you like about us as human beings, and want to continue listening over and over again. So let's uh, let's just kind of get on with it, and let's let's get to know Katie. Katie, how many years have you been in this industry? Uh, this is just over five years. No way. Mm-hmm. But you're so young. I, <laughs> I feel like five years is young in this industry. <laughs> what what makes you qualified to host a show about the mortgage world? I have been wondering that. <laughs> no, I I am the sales manager at our office. Uh, I've gone through um, supporting a top producing team and um, president of Oregon Mortgage Association here in town. So I've had my hands in a lot of different mortgage paths. <laughs> wow. How about that for an answer? That's more qualifications <laughs> and initials that I have. <laughs> What's your, uh, who's your favorite superhero? This one, uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas? <laughs> okay. okay. I really, I really don't is watch much super, super. Is she a superhero? Super she's a Disney princess. But, uh, but princesses she's, are equal, equivalent to superheroes. That's what I'm going with. Um, this is true. And she was an actual person. She was at an actual historical figure. Let us not forget. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite dad joke? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> how did Harry Potter get down the hill? I don't know how. Running. JK Rowling. <laughs> that's that's great okay uh long walks on the beach long bike rides out in the country or long hikes up misery ridge um can i do all of them no i would do long walks on the beach and hope that i run across a volleyball game that i can join that would be superb awesome that so, can actually happen yeah so yeah. is that one of your passions outside of the mortgage world that is yep hmm. playing beach volleyball sand volleyball indoor okay um traveling yeah are you left-handed or right-handed right-handed okay good there's no wrong-handed people in this uh in this room which is fantastic (laughs) Uh, besides the money what's the best part of having a career in the mortgage industry instead of law enforcement (laughs) that's a that's a plug back to our last podcast you get to hear um I, i just really like the team getting the team aspect and helping people uh build that long-term wealth through owning a home and you get to do podcasts like this which by mm. the way leads to my last question <laughs> why on earth did you agree to do a podcast with me? i'm still trying to figure that out too um <laughs> so far it's been at least entertaining so i hope that everyone else <laughs> that's listening can en- Time agree will with that. Tell. are you not entertained <laughs> if you can't get any education from this at least you'll have some entertainment <laughs> all right well that's getting to know kate <laughs> let's get to know randy okay yep. fire away all right. How many years have you been in the industry? Well, uh, get out your abacus. 23 years. Oh. But 23 you look years. so young. I started in 1999. <laughs> I'm on the five pound plan. This is important to know. <laughs> Every year I just gain five more pounds so my skin stretches, never wrinkles. <laughs> oh my Genius. God, never heard it's that. the new diet See, I gained all of mine world. really early. The five pound plan brought to you by Randy Vance. <laughs> Randy, what's uh, the worst job you've ever had? Oh gosh, um, you know, working in working in the kitchen at Arby's. Ooh, mm. that's that's. I got to see the roast smelly. beef. Yeah. So before it was roast beef. I feel like you feel that on your skin after. Yeah. yeah. Here's it a, was a long time ago. Here's a question. Okay. Without answering the question, mm-hmm. do you have information about Arby's that would make me not want to eat Arby's? No, I still eat at Arby's. Okay, good. Yeah. That's a great thing. Go Arby's. Yeah. 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 I still eat at Arby's. Arby's, if you'd like to sponsor yeah. the Truth in Lending. It's a lot like sausage, right? No, Everybody loves the taste, but nobody wants to see how it's made. Kind of like Arby's. Hmm. Yeah. I, I love Arby's. Shameless Arby's plug there. <laughs> Uh, what led you to the mortgage industry? Uh, sheer desperation. I was uh, 19 years old. I had moved down to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I was living with my uncle, who was a loan officer, and uh, was able to get me a job as a funder for the principal financial group way back in 1999. Uh, everything was dot matrix printers, uh, big <laughs> packages. We had uh, DOS. Our machines were all DOS-based. You saw how so much fun he was having? Clunky, 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 <laughs> data entry, data entry. Uh, but it was great. I actually, I dropped out of school, and you know, I was making 1250 an hour in 1999 in Scottsdale, Arizona with my 1991 Toyota Celica GT. I was hot shit. Let me tell you. Well, that's more than I make now. So (laughs) fantastic. And uh, yeah, I've been stuck. I've been stuck ever since. It's been a little bit of a bumpy ride, but here I am. Nevertheless, was that the first car? Because I also had that as a question for you. No, my first car was a uh, 1984 Nissan Sentra. Oh, and you better believe I bagged it in. Buried it and put on some 16-inch rims, which back in the in the mid 90s, you guys 16s were those were big. Now they have like 30s. 
I had a Nissan 200SX as my first car, rear wheel oh. drive, and I oh, yeah. grew up on Mount Hood. So <laughs> that was fun in the snow. Hey, I thought this was get to know Randy. <laughs> I thought it was too. I have All a right, question. Yes, go ahead. And I think I know the answer to this. Right. Uh, are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Used to be a night owl. I am converted to early bird. Yeah. As soon as I hit 40, my body just refused to sleep anymore. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> it is, actually. I love seeing the sun rise and then going to bed right after the sun sets. <laughs> All right. When did you start wearing your thick-rimmed glasses, and did you know it be, would become part of your identity? Okay, I saw this on the script, and I didn't realize until this morning that I wear thick-rimmed glasses. It's a, it's a fad. It's a thing that goes around now. It's Well, now it's part of my identity, I guess. No, I didn't think. <laughs> I just thought, hey, these are your, comfortable, and they look branding. good. On branding. It is on my branding, so, yes. So it's part of your identity. Yeah, You've one embraced of the, it. One of the uh, one of the creative people from one of the local television stations had told me this, and I don't know how many beers he had, had or, or joints he may have smoked before he told me this, but uh, he just said, "Oh gosh, I could I could just see a, a logo with your glasses," and and I said, "Oh, you mean like uh, you mean like Scott from ESPN?" And, and he's like, "No, no, like your glasses, the the real thick rimmed glasses." And I think that's the last time I ever remember anyone referring to my glasses as thick rimmed glasses <laughs> yet here we are and now you know and now i know and now everyone else that listens knows too so randy you you are an accomplished musician um you've been playing your whole life um once upon a time all right so what was your favorite performance that you've ever done mm, i'd have to say I have to say it was uh, opening for Floater in Hood River, Oregon. This would have been 2012, 2013. And uh, my bass player gave himself a concussion right before the show and played a flawless, flawless bass all night long. And uh, we rocked it in front of like four or 500 people. Um, I'd say my second favorite show was uh, opening for Scott Weiland in 2015, nice. the, the year that he passed away. We just away. asked that you was, first. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on have you ever been told you look like someone famous yes who <laughs> who <laughs> well on fat days people say that i look like drew carey <laughs> and on other days the lead singer for flogging molly in fact i had gotten oh. kicked out of a flogging molly show back in 2009 and I had disappeared because uh, something happened. It was dumb. I was waiting in line at the men's room and you don't need to know the rest of the story. All you need to know is that I was politely asked to leave, which I did. Then flogging Molly 30 minutes came on stage and all of my friends standing at the back of the auditorium swore that I was the secret <laughs> member of flogging Molly. And all of a sudden I was up on stage because no one could get a hold of me. Afterwards, I think I just uh, stumbled across to the bar across the street or something. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So wow. there you have it. That's great. Yeah, look up who, who the lead singer for Flogging Molly is. I don't even know his name. I don't. Okay. Randy Vance. I'm a horrible human being <laughs> for not knowing day. that. We can put that in the airs and omissions next week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the biggest difference in the mortgage lending today versus, what you say, 23 years ago when you started? Um, I'd say, you know, technology. But really, we're doing qualified mortgages. That's the biggest difference. Uh, before, it was the wild, wild west. And if you had a heartbeat and a social security number and you could wink really good or you had a loan officer that could wink <laughs> really wink. good. I wink a lot. So You I know, the stated, stated loan. liars loans. I'm, I'm glad that those have gone away. <laughs> uh, 
we're starting to see some things kind of come back, but uh, for the most part, the more the quality of mortgages that we're doing, um, there's a little bit more stability, even though we're in unstable times. I know that's a little bit of a <laughs> yes, little bit of a contradiction there, but I think I think the market is a little bit more stable than it was when I first got in. Yeah, and then just adding on to that, what's the highest rate you've seen? Kind of a plug for <laughs> where we're going with the rest of the show. Twelve percent. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get to know Joey. Yeah. Enough about me already. Um, <laughs> when you're not producing the nation's coolest mortgage podcast, what makes Joey Joey? Um, I think at this point in my life, I'd have to say the three F's: faith, family, and photography. <laughs> Photography's a PH. If oh. you believe, it can be enough. <laughs> You're doing great, Joey. You're doing Phonetically, great. which is also <laughs> spelled with a PH, it would be enough. <laughs> All right. So no more open-ended questions for you. <laughs> you have direct ties to Nashville. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am, it is. My kids live there. Are there other direct ties? Mm-hmm. My grandkids. Oh, perfect. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Joey is exercising a little humility and doesn't want to talk about the fact that he was a professional musician for many many years well i read the first page about self-promotion and i don't need any shame right now so (laughs) did you get enough shame before we started recording absolutely (laughs) you like the tennessee barbecue or hot chicken better i love the hot chicken man Mm, hot chicken sounds great Mm -hmm. you're also a real estate agent is that correct i am yeah for exp awesome yeah what does the acronym fwiw mean to you F-W-I-W. Yes, we added some questions here that you were not prepared for. <laughs> I just learned this this morning. I had to, I had to stump someone else. F-W-I-W. Anyone who's listening right now knows exactly what this is. I, I just found out what it means today. I don't Do know. you know what, what it is? I don't know. For what it's worth. Uh, oh, for right. what it's okay. worth. Mm. Now we've all uh, gotten wait. to know Joey. Tell us a story about how you met your wife. Oh my gosh. It is a really good story. Okay. The the short version is that I was on the road um, with Keith Urban uh, playing for Carolyn Don Johnson, and we played the amphitheater here, and she was sitting in the front row. And I broke every single rule I had about meeting girls on the road, (laughs) except for that one. (laughs) But I broke all the others. And we dated long distance for about a year and a half, and Got married in Jamaica. Here we are 16 years later. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. And right. she still takes my breath away every day. <laughs> oh, so much chills. romance. That's so cute. All right. Well, that is cute. Thanks we all know each story. other and we never have to go through this again. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what is on everybody's uh, mind every day. I just have to look at uh, MBS Live and... Just see where mortgage-backed securities are pricing and where the tenure is at. It's an all-red day today. It's an all-red day. Um, should mention we are recording this April 19th, 2022. Uh, whatever day you're listening to, it'll probably be it an all-red day also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, rates do keep going up. Oh, average average rate in America today is at 5.35% at the cost of uh, oh basically gosh. a half a point. So really good credit gets you 5.35 percent there we have it wow um how high do you think they'll go kitty yeah i i still want to hold firmly to the belief that they're going to come back down but uh i think they're going to get pretty high before that happens like do you have a number 
I'm going for eight. <laughs> Eights are lucky. Eight oh. is a lucky number. I, th- I thought seven was lucky. Let's call seven the point where it starts to turn. Okay. Seven percent. <laughs> By the end of the year, we'll be at seven percent. And what about next year? Eight percent. My favorite saying, though, is that rates will go up and they'll go down, but not always in that order. So <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, how do you think it affects the market? I think we're already seeing it start to slow on the um, higher-end homes. Uh, right. with interest rates moving up. Affordability has just been changing so much. So, And we're seeing that happen across the nation, not just in our little bubble in central Oregon, in, yeah. a, you know, in, a, in a Zoom town, if you will. Um, do you think we're near a bubble pop or just a total stop pop if you only had two choices? Stop pop. Yes. Pop, lock, and drop. Pop, lock, Pop, and, lock drop. and drop the drop. rates, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I think I don't think we're going to see any drastic um, decrease in prices. I think that they're going to level out. I think we're going to see it slow down here in the home buying season. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they're going to stay steady. Yeah, I I just I, I see it affecting things to where people who are now in those you know in those three or sub three interest rate loans for a thirty year fixed probably going to stay put unless they have to move or unless they want to cash out at the top of the market. I personally feel we are at the top. Um, You know, there might be a little bit more room to grow, but those who are now getting into the buying are those that are either a little bit late, don't mind paying at the top price for now. I mean, this Mm -hmm. isn't the forever top. This is just kind of the top of where we're at now. I think what's interesting is that we've also seen you know, stocks, other shares that are people are putting their money into the homes mm-hmm. for, but we've also seen that decrease now. So now, you know, you can't justify selling your stocks to buy a home because both of them are kind of at their most expensive and lowest point to sell. So it's, yeah. I think, definitely holding holding on. But any realtor that you talk to is going to um, have that background of the inventory is just not there. So everyone's going to keep paying that higher price for it. So will it really? Are we at the top or are we just kind of at this point where it's going to slow and continue to climb? I think, I think we're going to keep climbing. That is very, very optimistic of you. I love it. <laughs> I brought nothing but gloom and doom to the show today, and you are well, the piece will, of optimism we all need. I will always be the optimist. <laughs> so let's talk about some things that we can do as loan officers uh, to pivot our business. What are some things? Uh, what are some things that you're doing? Katie, to either get more business or now that you might have a little bit more free time on your hands, stuff that you're doing, obviously, besides a podcast and all the shameless (laughs) self-promotion that you've been doing ever since we started. Shameful. Shameful (laughs) self-promotion. Oh, man. I I mean, definitely things have changed, but my my day-to-day has not gotten any less busy. I feel like it's more in person, thankfully, now that we have that back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just getting out, making connections um, through however the water's weighed, it's going to be important to just have the people behind you, having the support, um, and continuing to grow your business as an individual. So that's what I focused on. Um, I think that helping first-time homebuyers get into that is still super important for me, uh, really challenging in Central Oregon, but um, advocating and educating uh, for what it can be, you know, the cost of renting versus owning is really what I've pushed for. Um, if it's expensive now, rates will come up, they'll come down, eventually it's going to it's gonna you know, balance out. So that's really what I focused on for. You sound like you're banking on a refi boom in like the next 12 to 18 months. 12 12 to 18 years. I mean, really, it's still going to, it's still going to make sense, right? As long as it happens in the next 10 years, it's still going to make sense for people to at least be putting money in their pocket. They're already paying rent. So 
I think other pivot points as loan officers is that we can do is, you know, those specialty products that you maybe do one a month on, right? Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe someone came to you with a reverse mortgage, but you've got someone in your company that does those and you just have in the past just referred them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time that you learn how to do something like that. Yep. Or construction loans, for instance. Nobody wants to learn how to do construction <laughs> loans who's been in the business for less than 10 years because they just seem too complicated and they don't pay as much typically and they take forever to close and yep. perform. But that, you know, there are there are different ways to pivot to make a buck. Obviously, refinances have all but gone away. Um, and now there's, you know, we're all fighting over the same amount of purchases, which right now, frankly, there's just not that high of a number of, uh, of them. Yeah. And I mean, that comes back to, you know, helping your clients in the best way and sending them to someone else and someone else. It's not it's not beneficial for them. I'm trying right. to work through them and having the time and the. Um, capacity to <laughs> really figure out different programs are going to benefit you and them because they don't have to kind of feel like they don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in different different storms. <laughs> yeah, got to learn how to learn how to pivot and learn how to evolve. Yeah, for sure. And now, Katie's corner. <laughs> it's All cute. Right. It's a corner spelled with a K, <laughs> right? I have to, I have to decorate. Just like photography spelled with an F. I have to decorate my corner, but until then. So uh, this last March, mm-hmm. uh, we're in April now, but March was Women's History Month. Okay. So I've had a lot of conversations with different people uh, on women in the real estate industry. So I hosted a women's-led first-time homebuyer class. Julie Nash from my office hosted um, a webinar on challenges that women face when buying a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we held a booth at the Women's Expo here in town. So a lot of fun and a lot of great conversations. But seeing women leading the realtor space in Central Oregon, women have made up 64% of active realtors. So Joey, you're the minority. I've always been the minority. <laughs> I'm a bass player, so. Oh, fair. <laughs> what is that? Four strings versus? Yes, bass is four, not five or that, six, that, but I've, four. I've maxed my <laughs> my music knowledge. Well, that's actually impressive. So, I'd oh. like to see what the numbers are as far as when it comes to loan officers or loan originators. Yeah, yeah I tried to look that up. Um, it was more on like the top executives' positions, mm-hmm. but it was less than 20% of women in the finance lending side of things. We still have a long way to go. Yeah, I know. It's still kind of a boys' club, and it doesn't need to be anymore. It's coming in full force. Mm-hmm. The big one is that surprised me was from the buying side. So did you know that it was only in 1974 that it became illegal to discriminate based on sex? So some creditors could legally prohibit women from applying for credit without a male co-signer. I saw that when you had sent it when we were sharing scripts. The, I saw that and my um, my friend who basically grew in the 70s said, yeah, women could not get a credit card until the 70s. I just, just cannot believe it. Yes. 1974 was when it became illegal. We're not that far away from there. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. That blew my mind. And especially just only 48 years ago. Yeah. Being in this industry for the last six years and feeling like there's been this big power move of women Mm -hmm. trying to get claim that back. So that's not long, not long ago. Uh, But since the so that was in 74. So since 1981, single women have bought more homes than single men every single year. Hmm. And in 2021, single women made up 19% of all homebuyers. 
and single men made up just 9%. That also goes to show you, without being a misogynist pig here, that women are better at managing their money, they're more responsible, and they mature faster in their (laughs) 20s than men do. There's absolutely no question. It's very interesting. I didn't buy my first house till I was 35 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just all about the party scene in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think live that that's forever. been a lot. And and then the other, what, 70% is just couples. So either married men, married women, or combined couples buying together. So gotcha. really interesting. Um, but it's a huge shift in both the business and buyer side um, that's taking place. So I think that women also look to mentorship a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, and then seeing the gender pay gap and different opportunities start to... Um, present themselves. I think it's going to be a big shift. So the future is female in real estate. You heard it here first. All right. I can get down with that. <laughs> I can get down with that. Yeah. KK. So th- I guess that's why I joined the podcast with you. <laughs> all right. A voice for all of the people. Yep. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. All right. This is the random room. Rates got bad. So bad that my anxiety medication is now set to auto-refill. That's not a joke. <laughs> Although you can laugh at me, I laugh at myself, and I encourage to do others as well. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, this market is scary. There are shades of 2008 and a million euphemisms for why this market is different. If we haven't all said it, we've at least thought it to ourselves how there are too many people in our business and the industry needs a good cleansing. I can't tell you how many different water cooler conversations I've either been a part of or phone conversations where we've sort of covered that, right? (laughs) Yep, that's happening. Those are the numbers that I do not necessarily stomach well. As the world turns and inflation rears its ugly head, how will the next generation of loan originators survive the slowing of the market? The layoffs have already begun, and while it might be good news for some of your ears, it stings a little with me. Uh, Folks in operations, right? Support, underwriting, processing, funding, you name it, they're the ones that will go first. That four-legged stool will quickly become a three-legged stool once up to 25% of current loan originators get out of the market. I made that percentage up that there's no real research behind that. (laughs) Everyone's like sweating. How many people are in my office? That's the number number that I think we'll see in the next 18 months, and we'll probably see a similar reduction in support staff. Um, You know, the rest of us are going to get really good at balancing on stilts because, let's face it, our industry is not built to handle inflation not like this Mm -mm. you know it's a little bit different than it was in the 70s and the 80s but as history repeats itself there are some eerie similarities and i'm not here to be the trumpeter of doom but after spending the first dozen or so years of my time in the industry as that third leg of the stool i know just how fast your life can change when a call to the office or now a zoom appointment means that you're done that's the latest (laughs) and greatest wave for people for managers to let go of their employees greatest well probably the the biggest let go of history it's a lot easier on zoom you don't (laughs) you don't have to worry about that it was really hard for him (sighs) now that i've taken every bit of oxygen out of the room it's time for the truth in lending mortgage news here we go so the lock and shop is back. Yes. Right. Um, for those of you that have been in the industry uh, dating back circa 2005 or before, the lock and shop 
is a great opportunity for your borrowers to lock in a loan or lock in a rate for 60, 75, 90 days. Mm -hmm. um, typically an upfront fee associated with it, but mm -hmm. allows them to lock in a rate Typically, are you seeing they're higher than regular going rates or cost a little bit more? Uh, they cost a little more, sure. Yeah, but but at least they're hedging their bets on a market that continues to rise. Yeah. And if, if your company doesn't have a lock and shop program, I, I'm willing to bet that they will have one soon. Yeah, it's a huge, huge... Ad, ad. It's a huge advantage. Huge. It's getting, a huge advantage. It's a huge. <laughs> You're getting uh, people just secured on that. Um, All right, moving on. The average rate as we record this show, again, as I said, is 5.35%. At about a cost of a half a point on a 30-year fixed conventional loan. That's a regular balance conventional loan. Um, you know, any given day and probably by the time that you listen to this, uh, we'll be up or down an eighth or a quarter. Um, <laughs> when we, I just last week was talking with someone and I was like, I remember when a movement of 15 to 30 basis points was like monumental. We, like we would stop our day and be like this. Now it's just the norm. Much. Yeah. 60. Oh, up 60, down 60. Yeah. <laughs> who, knew, who cares? That's where we're at. Now it's, it's just the norm. Unbelievable. <laughs> and arms are actually pricing really well but nobody's doing them not in the conforming world if not you're in, in jumbo or some portfolio there are some products that you can still get down you know with a rate that has a four to start with <laughs> or a three i've priced threes oh fancy yeah. for a 30 on years arms. yeah on an arm well oh, more, more how recently, do we get that uh, maybe maybe it was last week so you know it might be gone long right, gone <laughs> right. jumbo arms i have seen in, in the yeah, threes but that's what I was saying. and it's gone <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so uh, i've got some fanny freddie and jumbo updates for you guys uh fanny may came out with their announcement svc 2022-2 uh, dated 4-13-22, just their servicing guide announcement. Um, really didn't talk about uh, much of anything of consequence. However, there are a couple of little things that you might want to keep an eye out, especially those of you who, are, who lend in a flood zone area or deal with flood insurance often. Uh, there's going to be a new form, Form 582. You're really going to get to know it. Um, <laughs> Basically, other than that, there's some other things. You can go to their website, singlefamily.fannymae.com, and see the rest of the press release. Nothing that's really going to affect your day-to-day -day on the mortgage originations. Um, however, Freddie Mac has been really busy this month with three bulletins and a pretty substantial update to their underwriting engine. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, was it uh, last weekend? Uh, the LP was shut down for a little while while they did a, a major update. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many things in here um, that, like a tailor, they're snipping up little Irish pennants. Um, <laughs> you know, there's so many little things. And, and guess what? They brought back in one bulletin 2022 8 gives me just a little bit of a cause for concern. Uh, short sales. They've updated their short sale policies as part of their reimagined servicing campaign. Um, this is more for servicers than anyone, but words, uh, words you'll want to search. Um, and the Freddie Mac uh, website are Resolve and Servicing Gateway. And of course, Bulletin 2022-8. So nothing like them getting ahead of the game. Uh, for those of you who were in the short sale market and the foreclosure market um, not that long ago, it's, it just kind of tells me what they're thinking about if they're you know already talking about um, these kind of things. So, so you know, one of these things about short sales, I don't think we're there yet but they're getting their ducks in a row. And, Makes you wonder. Well, 
I don't I don't take their word very well. I remember and in December, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both came out and said, we feel the average rate for the 30-year fixed rate is going to go up to about 3.5%. <laughs> Yeah. We also had the feds for the longest time for month after month after month while we're experiencing record inflation. It's going to be. Yes. And and then they finally realized that they're behind the eight ball and they now oh, have wait. got to make 50 basis oh, point wait. hikes, uh, maybe two of them in May. Um, you know, back in the day, the, the Fed funds rate didn't necessarily directly affect um, mortgage interest rates mm-hmm. on our side, but now I feel like it does. So much fear is priced into the market. So much fear, yeah. It's yeah. definitely just consumer-based. Um, all right, last thing before we we wrap things up. Are you locking or floating? Locking. Locking. 90-day lock. If <laughs> lock I can say I locked yesterday, <laughs> I'm in really good shape. <laughs> it's yeah. always yesterday, because yesterday is so much better than today. Well, Secure thank you it. for joining us on Truth and Lending. We look forward to having you back. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Good job, everybody. Katie, you did not suck. <laughs> I'm good. It'll only go up from here, just like mortgage <laughs> rates. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Glad I could bring some oh, gloom and doom to the room. <laughs> but they might go down. They might go up. Hey, jumbos are still priced better than, than other loans. If you guys listened to my previous podcast, Money Minded, we talked all about that. You can still get a 30-year jumbo for about four and a half or less. Yep. So maybe you find, maybe you spend more, huh? It's that weird. Yeah. And, and mortgage insurance is different. <laughs> mortgage insurance is different. We'll be talking about it on our next show. Can't wait. Thank you guys for joining us. This is Truth in Lending. <laughs>